0: What's up, guys? This is Brandon Christensen, the co-writer and director of Stillborn NZ, and you're
1: listening to the Horror Squad Podcast.
0: Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast, episode number 157. Tonight, we're talking about Frank Henenlotter's Brain Damage. Um, one of your co-hosts todd we have sam steven and joe and we thank you for listening to us guys how's it going hello hi honey
2: <laughs> joe's busy right now
0: <laughs> what's joe doing what's joe up to sam in, in your opinion samantha what has joe been doing checking
2: out the only fans accounts
0: yeah right he's just taking notes so you can open up his own is that Got a guy thing it, joe Sure. What? what there's guys is that a guy a platform from guys too yeah. i wouldn't see that. why not yeah okay
2: todd you should start one
0: maybe like 15 years ago i was in better shape maybe
2: come on todd uh,
0: steve what are you doing
3: yeah same old same old living uh, the lockdown life mm. uh, here but uh i did do something fun this week that's different for once So, my wife and I decided that uh, we're going to try to get away from screens a little bit because it seems for the last year, everything we do is involving a screen, whether it's video games or movies or TV shows or whatever. So, my wife decided to pick up something called Hunt a Killer, um, which is a kind of murder mystery type box. So, it's uh, six episodes, so, uh, it comes in six different boxes. And they start off by giving you the first one. And uh, yeah, it's basically like a box of evidence. And it gives you a goal to uh, solve something um, for this story. And then once you solve that part of the case, they send you another box of evidence and it's six parts. So we finished the first one. And the theme for the one that we bought was the Blair Witch Project. So it all happens in... Uh, Burkittsville, and it's just uh, really friggin' cool uh, and fun thing to do. It took us about 90 minutes to solve the first mystery. Uh, we just got the second box of evidence today, and we're really looking forward to it, so it's 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 actually a really cool thing. If you're looking to do something kind of different, uh, solve some mysteries and stuff like that, It's I'd highly recommend it.
4: All right, so Inspector think, Gadget. You think I would enjoy it, Steve, being the big Blair Witch fan I am? I mean... Uh,
3: it's set in Burkittsville. There's references to the lore. Yeah. But it's really, so far, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm only part one of six. Uh, it's not super heavily into the Blair Witch, but I think it might get there. Um, but it is cool. Like, I got, I have a map of Burkittsville, and there's all these neat, neat little things that comes with it that's Blair Witch related. So I, I would say, I mean, it's fun enough on its own. So the fact that it's Blair Witch is just bonus, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, as a fan especially, would probably just enjoy having the stuff um but yeah so it's it's really cool um yeah having a lot of fun with it and just in case people are wondering uh Blair Witch right now is the only horror property that they have uh they might do some more in the future but right now I think the choices is own our only like kind of regular mur- murder mystery and set in different time periods and the Blair Witch project
4: And how, how many do they send? Like you get, I know they send like one, one a month, but like how many does it take to actually like solve the case? Do you know?
3: Six. Six Um, Yeah. So you, you, so the way it's not even one a month, I found out. So once you finish your box of evidence, you have to go on a website and put in like the answer, which unlocks uh, kind of an audio diary of something that happens. And then you can request box two from them, but that's if you order, the whole six. You can also just order one, and even though there's something to solve in that one, there's an overarching like mystery that you have to get all six to
4: hmm.
3: to know what happens.
4: All right, cool. I might have to try it out. How much is it for one box?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not the one to pay for it, so but right. I, I think from what my wife told me is something like twenty something dollars for okay. each box. That's not bad. No, I mean, I mean, like I think going out to eat is something you know that or more so to have oh. a full night and just having fun and figuring out you know mysteries and it's it was fun I really had a good time with it
4: nice
3: you guys anyone else do anything fun Todd having some fun over there <laughs> oh, went
0: went to the mall uh for the first time in about a year since all this started and um you know got some uh those sugar pretzels things you know
1: <laughs> those Which, are good
0: uh, I love them oh my god yeah. what got is some, it like uh pretzel bites but they're surrounded by sugar yes and you dip sure. in the frosting oh. no frosting for this one but just like the regular sugar and was like oh it was great all right
2: oh like okay i know what you're talking
0: about yeah and then um some really bad mall chinese food so that hasn't changed
2: <laughs> yum <laughs>
0: and uh went to a movie store got some horror movie still books adam's family um which i guess you can call a horror movie um a Mondo steelbook of Pet Cemetery and some other ones. So, yeah, it was fun.
2: Was it busy, the mall?
0: Nah. There's still a lot of people just not doing anything. Um, yeah, we were masking all the shit. Some people have guards at the stores to make sure they don't let enough, like more than a couple of people in at a time. So, but it was fun.
4: Nice. <laughs> nice uh before we get into horror news i mean not horror news horror questions um since i'm not doing horror news this week i did want to mention uh one thing that i thought you guys might think would be interesting uh so Letterboxed, which obviously we're all on now uh horror squad joe steve is are we all horror squad right horror squad joe no, Steve. And horror squad todd I, I fucked
0: up i said todd horror squad uh, <laughs> i'm not mad at i know
4: <laughs> All right. And Sam, I'm sure Sam, I know will be joining soon as well. I think she's been talking about it. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, our good friends at Letterboxd uh, did their top 10 list for 2020. Now these good are... Good friends. Their...
2: We don't know anyone over there.
4: <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we fine.
0: I've been, uh, I've been so... pretty religious on Letterboxd though. I've been, I'm actually you really liking it.
2: Todd. Joe always tells me.
0: Yeah, I'm liking a lot. I did the premium too. It's like 20 bucks for the year, and you get like really cool stats like a breakdown of year, country, um, most watched actor, highest awards, things like that. It's pretty cool.
4: Oh. Nice. Yeah, I'm loving it as well. Uh, so, Letterboxd did their 10 highest rated horror movies of 2020. So, these are the highest rated based on what the users did. So, uh, starting at number 10 was Impedigore which I will actually be talking about on my What Watch tonight. Uh, At number nine was The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Number eight, La Llorona. Number seven, Anything for Jackson. Number six was His House. Number five was Deerskin. Number four, Spontaneous. Number three, The Invisible Man. Number two, Possessor. And the number one highest rated horror movie... Uh, on Letterboxd for 2020 is a movie that actually hasn't gotten a full release yet, um, but it was Saint Maud, A24's newest horror movie.
0: Well, then that- how did people vote on it? like <laughs> right. Through a festival?
4: Um, it, well, it, it did receive a very uh, limited release, That's and lame. there is also a, uh, a copy out there on the uh, interwebs that people have been pirating as well. So not cool guys. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, that, that makes me even more now excited to see it whenever it does finally release, which it's been getting pushed back for the past like six or seven months now, but um, I've seen all of those movies besides spontaneous and deer skin. Haven't heard of either of those ones. So definitely we'll have to uh, check those two out.
0: Yeah, those don't. A lot of those don't ring a bell. So I guess I missed a lot this year or last year.
4: No, uh, you've seen. Well, most of these were on your list, I thought, Todd. Uh, well, you haven't seen Possessor, but I know right. you've seen. You've seen Invisible Man. You've seen His House. You've seen yeah. anything for Jackson. You've seen Snow Hollow. So I but guess you've you You've seen. I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm definitely the minority because I, 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 everyone else I've seen has loved it. So.
0: Oh, well, I think Deerskin's a French film. Oh, perhaps
4: that one sounds scary yeah uh, and pedagore is a uh, uh an asian film uh oh. i forget what country uh, original originated from but yeah cool. I'll, I'll let you guys know my thoughts soon
3: joe you're gonna check out Roma?
4: yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out it's definitely on my list um maybe uh maybe for next week i'll have it that's the shutter one right
3: it's is it on netflix i think it's netflix
4: Netflix. I so, think
0: it's Shudder, actually. Or is it Shudder? It's one of the yeah. two. I'll watch it, too, and we can discuss next week.
4: i want to watch it, too, then.
3: I yeah. will not. again.
4: See <laughs> no? <laughs> if you're watching it again, bud. No. Steve didn't like it. I, I,
3: it's 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 an okay movie, but it is not fucking horror, in my opinion. And it's barely La Llorona at that. So, But you'll see.
2: So what are people like... Uh, how are people saying that it's different from the, the theater one?
3: Or am I, because, I lost? Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, to me, this is more of a political film than it is
1: uh, oh.
3: a ghost film. But Anyway, I'll I'll let you okay. watch it. We
4: could discuss. Uh, how so about just I'll look-
2: just read about it first and then I'll
4: decide. <laughs> I just looked up uh spontaneous and this one actually sounds like it would be kind of right up uh Sam's alley as it is a, uh, it's a, hardy, a horror rom-com. So it says, uh, get ready for the outrageous coming-of-age love story uh, about growing up and blowing up. When students in their school begin exploding, literally, oh. seniors Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where each moment may be their last.
2: What's that one called?
4: Uh, spontaneous. All right. Yeah. We'll Pretty, brutal.
0: Pretty brutal on Shutter for a... Uh... Rona. It's like a lot of ones. Really? A, lot of, a lot of this is yeah, boring. Not and, watching it. But then you got, a couple, <laughs> you got a couple fives in there, but a lot of ones. So let me see
4: I'll what, give it a go. Yeah, I'm going to see. Let me see what Letterboxd has. Letterboxd has it at a 3.4 currently out of 5.
3: Yeah, that's not bad. I think it comes down to expectation. If you're expecting a horror movie, you'll be disappointed. If you're expecting just a like, well acted, you know, adventure, then maybe you'll like it more. I think that's what it comes down to. All right. You guys want to get some questions?
1: Yes. Let's do it.
3: But before we do that, uh, not only, you know, do we answer the questions every week and we super appreciate everyone that sends them in, but now you can also chat with us on a more regular basis over on Discord. So if you're interested in joining our Discord, just shoot us a DM or a message on any of our social medias and we'll invite you in. And it's a you know, people started joining and it's been a lot of fun so far, so.
0: Explain yeah. what it is for people that may not know, myself included, what it, no. <laughs> what it
3: really is. Uh, <laughs> Discord is basically like a, a chat room, but it keeps like the record of what people are chatting about. So you don't have to go there every day. You can kind of join back up and catch up on the conversation And there's different rooms. So we have different subjects for every room. Like we have our regular horror hangout. We have one that's a non-horror room. Uh, We have one that speaks directly to what we spoke about on the episode. So when we always talk about, uh, oh, I'll send you this in the chat. (laughs) We say that a lot. Uh, I actually post a picture, if it's appropriate enough, (laughs) uh, in the Discord. So people can actually see what we're talking about and discuss it and stuff like that. And even we got some ideas for future episodes Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff. It's a really, really cool... Uh, feature and I I think it'll be fun just to kind of chat with people and get more like get to know our listeners a little bit better I think it's just it'll be a fun place to hang out
4: well yeah I'm very I'm very excited I joined today and there's already a lot of good conversations happening so I'm having I'm excited to grow the community even more
3: yeah Um, yeah so like I said if you want to join a discord just uh, shoot us a message on social media which you could do at the horror squad podcast or by email, thehorsequadpodcast at gmail.com. But let's get into our regular questions here. First one comes to us from Lisa Face, which, by the way, was the first listener to join Discord. So shout out to her. She says, Parasite what? parasite body horror has never gone out of style, but do you think the pandemic will make contagion body horror less popular?
4: More. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just wait, like, a couple years is going to be all sorts of movies dramas political turmoil everything's gonna be about this damn pandemic Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i I agree i think we're gonna see a lot more they're actually talking about doing contagion too so i don't know if it's Contain like i watched contagion in march when this first like happened and it's the first movie in a long time that actually fucking scared me (laughs) like it was (laughs) it it was a little too close
4: to home (laughs) yeah Sam, sam and i watched it too that's that's a really good movie
2: sorry what's that one movie that we need to watch where um she's like quarantining in the yeah. apartment and he tries to go and save her it's a new one i can't remember yeah
4: that one i forget what it's called it just came out though and it's like the first like basically it yeah it's like the first basically movie that's kind of about what's going on now but i can't remember the name of it
3: hmm. well, let, let us know if you think of it uh, her next uh, question slash comment, uh, where is the line between contagion horror, the crazies, zombies, etc., and realistic contagion thriller, contagion outbreak, etc.? So where, where do you think is the line There between... is no line. No?
2: I don't think so.
4: Uh, so the movie is called Songbird. I just looked it up.
2: Oh, let me write that down real quick.
4: All right. I don't know if it's available yet or not, but... Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. What was the que- what was the question again?
3: So, so uh, where's the line between like uh, zombies and you know um, like infected people and real contagion movies? Like, where do you think the line is drawn as far as a subgenre of
4: horror? Ooh, good question. Um, let me think on that.
0: Uh, probably more realistic stuff, right? Odds are zombies aren't gonna arise from the dead, but
2: yes, they are.
0: <laughs> clearly going to uh, rise
2: from the dead when the COVID sinks <laughs> down into the soil. You
1: yeah. think so,
0: or do you think it's going to be like *I Am Legend*, like in that movie where they had a cure for cancer and turned everyone into vampires? Ooh. So maybe the COVID cure is going to okay. be
2: okay. I get, I guess I see what job. you're saying. I kind of, I'm misheard. I read into the question wrong. I guess.
4: Yeah, it's it's definitely like a fine line because a lot of people call virus movies zombie movies and they are like i guess somewhat similar like do you consider 28 days later a zombie movie
0: i do i do that would be more realistic in my opinion than like a walking dead zombie though
4: they're technically not zombies though right i mean they got it's like a virus that's turned them rabid but yeah they're not dead yeah so it's it's like it is definitely a fine line there and it's i guess it's just depends on the person i guess i would say
3: yeah, and I, I think it's the line is there. If they rise up, then it's a zombie slash right. contagion movie. If they stay dead, then it's a contagion <laughs> virus movie. That's how, at least, I see the difference between the two. Um, totally. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure we'll see a ton of these uh, mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, next question comes to us from Chuck. He says, What is the most overused horror stereotype? That when you see it makes your roll uh makes you roll your eyes for me it's the cops aren't answering too far away
4: <laughs> yeah that's a good one
0: what, what do you mean by
3: cops not answering too far away they call the cops and they, they're not there or they they can't reach him or oh they're not
0: literally realistically there in your house in two minutes
4: yeah right <laughs> gotcha like yeah the, the, uh a big uh one with that is us where they're like they're like a half hour away or something like that i'm like how the fuck would cops ever be a half hour away from anything when weren't the cops well, being that can happen in,
2: in small
3: towns yeah that
4: happens. i guess yeah i guess if it's like but they weren't they like on a uh like right at like the santa monica pier? not santa monica but the santa cruz like pier like yeah there's fucking cops everywhere it's like a yeah. highly populated area yeah
2: well, they weren't right on there. I mean, they've had to drive a little bit to get there. I
1: don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, because
2: their, their house was in the middle of the woods.
0: Well, didn't weren't they going to be late because probably everyone was calling them? What am the I talking yeah, about? Yeah, that
2: makes sense, too.
0: Like, if it's a zombie outbreak, of course, the cops aren't going to show up to your house. But if it's, like, the strangers, they'll be there in 10 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one of, one for me would be, which I guess if it didn't happen, then there's not too much of a story or what's, what's the outcome of this is where you, the person goes and tries to find the noise or, um, they just go look for what's, what's scaring them. Just leave, burn the house down. That's all you need to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. See, I look, I do that. I, what's that noise? But then I get my dog. I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, w- women falling down. Yeah. Women falling down. I mean, older films. I guess you can forgive it because it's a different time. But like women falling down in 2020, it's like, come
4: on. Yeah. Or opening the door when like someone knocks. Or rings uh, yeah, the door. Don't yeah. Don't open the door at <laughs> two in the morning. Or get a freaking yeah. ring. Get a ring,
3: everybody. Mm-hmm. I-, I always hate when
4: the car doesn't start. Like, come on. <laughs> well, yeah. it, the car never starts, you know? Well, yeah. like, if the killer disconnected it.
3: Yeah, I'll but m- it. most of the time, it, that's not the case. It's just right. a, a, some shitty car. <laughs> yeah, but it happens, like, so much in horror films that I always roll my eyes. Like, come on. You couldn't come up with something fucking better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so his next question. He says, the Horror Squad is quarantined and can only take two movies each. What movies do you take? You can be together or separate.
1: Oh,
0: I think together would be better since we can have more movies, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we can have eight movies
1: mm-hmm.
0: opposed to two. Um, do, like TV show boxes, sets count. He's no. He no specifies movies. movies. Yeah. Uh, kind of skirt the rules here (laughs) uh you get tired of them either way
4: yeah you would uh but i'll go with uh i'll go with shawn of the dead because horror comedy will put you in a fun mood you know if you're feeling a little down and then the other one i'll go with the shining because it's long and you can like really analyze it a lot if you want so yeah
1: there's
0: no, there's no boobies in Shaun the Dead though, Joe. There's not. And there's only one pair in The Shining.
4: hmm yeah, They're nice. Well, te- they technically, nice. technically, there's two I, pairs. Well, two it's pairs. One yeah, person, old, but two different. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> you get the witch, the witch boobies too. <laughs> nice and saggy. Those are the ones I was thinking of actually. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's go Return of the Living Dead for some trash if you're feeling a little frisky. Ooh. And some zombies. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and then we'll go with. um I'm trying to think of it. All. Uh, ooh, let's go Cemetery Man because there's some a great set in there. If you're also feeling frisky for my my dudes out there, or girls, and plus it's just crazy. So maybe we can like trying to finally figure out what the fuck the
3: movie's about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm,
3: I I it's funny. I was also gonna say Return of the Living Dead for the same reason. <laughs> um, but for me, Dawn of the Dead. I just I just can't get enough of that movie. Like I could watch that movie over and over again and still. I uh, really love it. Um, as far as the second one, though, i probably go along more of the lines with Joe. Uh, maybe Army of Darkness, just because it's funny, and it just amuses me to no end. So that would be my choice.
2: Hmm. This is tough. I think I would pick Idle Hands, hmm. just to laugh. Um, and then maybe Cabin in the Woods. Nice.
3: It's a good one. Um, all right. And his last question. The Super Bowl bet was great, but why not add that to the trivia? Bottom two have to watch a movie of the winner's choice and give a review in what watch. Sam is taking it this year.
1: Oh,
4: <laughs> we can do that. The Super Bowl is coming up. We should do another Super Bowl bet. We should. Yes.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun.
3: But I'm not betting against Kansas City this year. <laughs> <laughs> Come
2: on, Steve
3: yeah no they're they're too powerful i think (laughs) but yeah we should do a we should do a super bowl bet anyway or something just around that time and do do the same uh, same thing
4: definitely Mm
3: -hmm. all right uh let's see. actually
4: for the super bowl around that time i'm on discord gonna post the uh monster football movie cards i've talked about before i remember i sent it in the group chat but uh, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, they were like an awesome thing in the 90s where like actual NFL players dressed up like Universal Monsters and stuff like that. And it was like a card set. And I'm going to put some of those pictures up uh, for the Super Bowl this year.
3: Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Next series of question comes to us from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, which Frank Henlauder film is your favorite? I personally like Frank
4: Hooker. Ooh. I don't you know, know what I other a,
2: options there are.
4: Basket case, okay.
2: tonight's movie,
4: brain damage. Um, he's done some others too. I I I'm not gonna lie, I'm not super well versed in the Frank Henlauter uh app uh, universe. Same. Yeah. But um I'll go with uh I'll go with tonight's feature for now until I've seen more of his work.
0: I'm gonna go with the uh, basket case part two if anyone's ever Ooh. seen that it's a direct sequel part to best two? case one yeah there's two there's actually three basket case movies oh nice um this one is direct sequel where Belial and his brother are in um, police custody they break out and they go with a girl that collects like deformed peoples and things like that and like she's got some fucking like crazy stuff there's like an all teeth guy. There's like a moon face guy. You just gotta like Google uh, best case two monsters and you'll see, and it's pretty demented. So best case two.
3: Yeah, I actually second that. I think basket Case two is the better one of the two. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's just, it's really cool to see all the different creature designs for the different monsters there. It's it's yeah. just really, really fun. And I, I like that. If I if, like I was eliminating the sequels I, I still think it would be the first basket case there's just something about that movie that i really like it's just so goofy and stupid and i like dwayne i don't know the way his, his like facial features just make me laugh he's always he's always got like a surprise shock look yeah and he's a turd yeah <laughs> i don't know there's something about it so yeah that's what i would pick
0: yeah he was actually in this movie coming up we're gonna watch
3: yeah no, right. you the
0: cameo is fun
4: yeah, uh, I'm looking at Frank Henenlotter's IMDb right now. And interestingly enough, he actually directed a Banksy documentary. Do you guys know who Banksy is? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, the artist. Is it yeah.
3: Exit Through the Gift Shop?
4: No, it was a documentary called Chasing Banksy from 2015.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
4: And on IMDb, his highest rated movie is Brain Damage with a 6.6. Oh, OK.
3: All right. Uh, actually, speaking of cameos, she asks, "What's the best cameo in a horror film?"
4: Ooh, I'm gonna go. Hmm, this is hard, but the first thing that even that jumped in my mind was Bill Murray in *Zombieland*. If that counts.
0: Yeah, that counts.
1: All right.
0: Um, let's do Freddy Krueger in *Friday the Jason goes to hell. That's oh, unex- unexpected. Love
4: yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. cool. That's cool. Actually, played by Kane Hodder. He yeah. was the glove.
3: Um, it's funny. The first one that came to mind for me, and I know it's stupid, was Hulk Hogan and Gremlins Two.
1: <laughs>
3: National <laughs> Treasure, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> just I don't know. It just made me laugh so much. It's so fucking random. So uh, that was a good one. But yeah, I mean, I think the best one is probably Bill Murray and Zombieland. Just such a great scene. The whole thing was just so fucking awesome.
2: Um, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head.
4: What about Alicia Silverstone in, uh, <laughs> in Yeah, the that's watch. a good one.
2: Yeah <laughs> that was uh that was unexpected but nice. <laughs> All
1: right.
3: Um, her next question is, if you had a talking little alien buddy attached to you, whose personality and voice would you like it to have?
4: Ooh, is this an alien? That's something we'll have to discuss, I guess, in uh, our review of the movie. Um, but our uh, so, whose voice, who, like celebrity voice? Or just voice? Like... Or, oh, she says uh, personality and voice. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with Samuel Jackson, personality and voice. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Trick enough, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, Quentin Tarantino
3: on
0: cocaine just pitching <laughs> pitching me his movies all day oh, god. he would
3: be so annoying though <laughs> god uh, yeah i don't know um maybe i'll go more sophisticated and be like vincent price or something i just Ooh, like that guy's voice dope yeah. oh michael Caine. oh rod mm-hmm. sterling oh yeah
2: uh, <laughs> that'd be kind of
0: creepy is Todd gonna eat another fucking snack again
4: Damn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite celebrities.
4: Not Shia?
2: <laughs> no, not Shia. <laughs> You've been <canceled>. Um, maybe <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe Alana Glazer from Broad City. She would be funny. Oh, she would. Yeah.
4: I don't know who that is, to be honest with you.
2: Oh, Steve <laughs>
3: come
4: on it's a good show Sam turned me on to it it's pretty funny okie dokie <laughs> uh,
3: and her last question if you could only own one horror movie poster to put in your house which would it be and why
4: Ooh, that's a good question A very good question uh, huh
2: I would say Rosemary's Baby. That would be Ooh. my one and only poster.
0: Do you Love have it. one of those, Sam, framed?
2: I have, uh, I feel like, don't we have something from Steve. An autograph.
4: We do. We have, yeah, but we have not a, a full
2: poster. movie poster.
4: Yeah, no, not full size. You have a small one, though, that you have. It's just not framed yet.
2: Yeah, it's a small one.
3: I didn't get you guys the poster though, right? It was just a... no, it was, no, it it was,
4: it was just like a man, yeah right. from image from the movie. Mm-hmm. I'd go Dawn of the Dead
0: just because I love that iconic artwork. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I-, I was thinking of that too, but I might go Army of Darkness. I hate to bring it up again, but uh, oh. I always really love that poster. Just such a badass poster.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will go with. I actually already have this one, but I'm just going to go with it because I, ab- I love the artwork and it's uh, the original Halloween. Oh,
1: that's, the a, yeah, that's a nice
4: one. Pumpkin with the knife. Yeah, the Jacqueline with the knife. I love that, Mitch.
2: You have it as a tattoo. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right.
3: Well, I could have sworn there was another question from Kayla, but I can't find it anywhere. So Kayla, uh, if, if you did send a question, I'm sorry, I... You're going to have to resend it next week because I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, maybe I'm just imagining it, too. It was just something I saw on Discord because we have a Discord now, by the way. So
1: we
3: do. Jo- join us on Discord. And um, my wife was in the back uh, while I was talking about the Blair Witch game. Uh, we have a referral code. If anybody is interested oh, in buying it, uh, shoot me a message and I'll send you the link to the referral to maybe... Joe see. wants
2: the referral code. I do
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll send to you after the episode. Uh, but you should bucks. put it in the Discord. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'll do that. So it'll be on the Discord. If you're not on Discord, you can shoot me a
4: message, and I'll send it to you as well. You should. not uh, you
2: put it on the Discord, Joe? Why are you making Steve? Because do I don't have
4: the referral code.
2: <laughs> After he gives it to you.
4: All right. If he wants. Hey, Steve. <laughs> um. One other thing. Can you add uh, like rooms to that uh, Discord? Yep. Okay. Maybe we should add a uh, questions thing. Like so people can ask their questions on there as well. That's a good idea. Yeah,
2: that's what I was thinking. All right, I'll do
0: that.
4: Oh, rainy, Todd, I'm surprised you didn't say Jaws for your poster, by the way. <sighs>
0: it's probably the poster I've had the longest. I'm maybe a little tired of it.
1: Fine. Okay. What, what
4: about alien? Poster? I don't. Yeah, I don't have an alien poster. Do you guys want to hear? I clicked on a web a website with the ten best horror posters of all time. Do it. All right. Well, Sam's pick is on there. Rosemary's Baby make Kudos love to me to uh actually i'm going to post i'm going to post these in the in the discord uh some of these posters cuz they are pretty great uh so uh number 10 house on haunted hill classic oh, fucking mm-hmm. great one it's a good one i'm going to yeah. send you guys some of these cuz yeah this house on haunted hill one's awesome uh number 9 rosemary's baby number 8 the original hey family. come on <laughs> no that was it's an actual a fart great poster. <laughs> with a <It> third. <laughs> Number eight, uh, Alien. Actually, well, this is in no particular order, I should say. Uh, Next, they have Jaws. Nice. Uh, The original Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, Evil Dead. The original Evil Dead poster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, here's a good one. Poltergeist with Carol Ann uh, with her hands on the TV. Uh, Halloween. Which is the original Evil
0: Dead when the girl is getting dragged in the ground? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. I had that tattoo.
4: Yes. Where is it on your arm? My left bicep. Nice. Uh, then we have uh, the original Halloween, the original uh, Exorcist, of course, iconic, uh, John Carp- and John Carpenter's The Thing. So yeah, those are definitely 10 iconic posters right there.
3: A yeah, f- funny story about uh, the House on Haunted Hill one. Uh, when I went to Rock and Shock on my only appearance for the Horror Squad, as far as official con appearance, uh, I wanted to get that poster. So I went to this poster st- like shop thing that they had there. And I asked a guy about it, and he's telling me how he's the biggest Vincent Price fan and he knows everything about Vincent Price. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I also want a poster from Hilary House of Frightenstein, which uh, Vincent Price was the host of. And he's like, I've never heard of it. It's not real. I'm like, wait mean, it's not real. I'm like, yeah, it's real. I mean, I, I used to watch it every day when I was a kid. I, it's fucking real. It's like, no, I know everything about Vincent Price. It's not real. So I had to fucking, like, stand there and Google it and show it to him. Like, and he didn't believe me that this was an actual thing and he never, he had never seen this poster in 40 years, he said, so. Well, he's not a, that giant of a fan then. Apparently, right? <laughs> it's just, it was his attitude that really, like, you know, I guess got me. He's one of those know-it-all guys and it's just, ugh incredible but great poster i i did get the house of the haunted hill one so
1: yeah
0: was that like the the guy that has like the two for 15 11 by 17 posters and yeah. stuff? yeah yeah that exactly uh. that.
3: that guy <laughs> yeah there's always that guy at every con so
4: everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating Brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so
1: disgusting.
3: All right, are we doing Sam's segment? I'm very excited about it, so.
2: Yep, we sure are. Um, Okay, so I don't really have like an exact format of how I'm going to do this just yet. So this one is a little, it's not as gruesome um, as the last one that I talked about. So this is for the people who like the more, um, uh, I don't want to say it's PG-13, but okay. So are you guys ready?
0: Am I gonna be scared?
2: no this one's not a scary one
0: well i'd be disturbed
2: well i mean if you're the person it's scary so i shouldn't say that but okay. it's not the it's not like the mary vincent one that i told you guys about where her arm her arms were chopped off
0: oh when, when the hell did you talk about that
2: um like a few weeks ago that's what started this
0: <laughs> oh, okay
2: you don't remember todd
0: not at all did i miss an episode
2: maybe you did
1: he might not have been
2: uh, on you that did, you that did might have miss been that sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, Todd, sorry you missed out on that. All right. It was gnarly. All righty. So this, this uh story is about a 17-year-old girl named Angela. This took place in Chicago, Illinois, um, July 1996. Okay, So Angela was this 17 year old girl. She had just graduated high school. She was really looking forward to starting college in the fall. She was just your like average bubbly um, homecoming queen. She was currently working part-time at a shopping mall just to cover her college expenses that she needed to worry about for the fall. So it was Saturday evening around 6.30 p.m. And Angela was leaving work, walking outside through the parking lot. She was a big fan of music. So at the time, she was just singing out loud, just being silly, singing one of her favorite songs. She notices that there was this white man who looked about 50 years old. He was wearing kind of a tattered up gray shirt was wearing green work pants. And just, she was embarrassed because he heard her sing. And even though she had this feeling that something wasn't right, she was more concerned that he was hearing her sing. And so she was embarrassed about that. Um, So as she tries to get in her car, um, the man comes up behind her and puts a knife to her neck and he tries to force her to get in her car, and although she had in her car, she had a console that was causing a lot of problems of where he couldn't just throw her in there. He was having a lot of trouble trying to push her in, Uh, so because of that, he then just walked a few feet and kidnapped her and put her in his car, and she didn't even know that his car was steps away from her car and so she was wondering if he had been following her how long had he been watching her um so he puts her in the front seat of his car he ends up uh zip tying her wrist behind her back and she's sitting in the passenger seat he then puts two band-aids on each of her eyes in a cross shape to cover them up to where she's not able to see anything and then he places sunglasses on top of the band-aids so he's driving her on the highway driving for a really long time and of course she's slowly freaking out but trying to stay calm so she can kind of um assess the situation and see what she needs to do to survive So the man asked her what her name was and she lied and just said that her name was Nancy. She then asked him what his name was. He just ignored her. She kept trying to talk to him like, hey, my family's going to be looking for me. What do you want? If it's money, we can give you that. Um, Just trying to break the silence because he was just ignoring her. Um, And then he yelled at her because he was obviously upset that she was trying to get some kind of emotion out of him. So he yelled at her saying that it doesn't matter and to stop asking him all of these questions. So they kept driving on the highway and because she was in shock when all of this first happened, her body was like going into like a numbness and not really knowing what was going on. So then she slowly starts crying and she realizes that the band-aids are slowly coming off of her eyes so she can kind of see a little bit what he looks like. She's taking note about where they're at on the highway, what signs she's passing. She's taking note of the city sticker on the car, taking note of the beaded cushion covers that he has because she knows that she needs to get as much detail um, in case he gets away so he gets caught so he can never do this again to anyone else. Um, So for some reason, as much like her, wrists were tied up pretty tight but she was still able to get her arms loose from the zip ties but she pretended that she was still zip tied. So she was thinking about if she can get out of the car fast enough and just open the door and jump out. Yeah she might get really um, hurt but it would be worth her risking her life. So she tries to Escape from the car and she felt like she would be able to because he had his knife in the little carrier and so she thought she would have enough time before he tried to harm her. Um, she ended up being wrong. He was really quick. She didn't think he would be that fast so he shut the door as she tried to roll out of the car and he said if you do that again, you're not gonna be as pretty as you are now. So she tries to keep calm. He ends up driving her to a forest and he gets her out of the car. He then is asking her what size her dress size is and she's just not answering him. She also said that while he's doing all of this stuff, she could tell that it was not the first time that he had kidnapped anyone. and. Um, put someone through this. So he was asking her her dress size, and he ended up getting a dress out of the back of his car. It was like a ball gown, and he made her take off all of her clothes. Um, So he dressed her in this ball gown, and then he put a, like a shawl over it, and then he put her back in the car. He then forced her hand onto himself, and he sexually assaulted her um, she just closed her eyes because she was so scared. And so she was trying to avoid any eye contact and she just really was shutting herself off during this moment. So once he finishes, he had a handkerchief. He then cleaned himself up. He noticed that she was crying. So he took the handkerchief that he cleaned himself up with and wiped her tears with it. And then grabbed her keys and wiped his fingerprints off of um, the keys. So then he ties her back up, they get back on the highway, they're driving for a really long time. She notices that they're driving back into town and she can notice the area. So then they pull into an adjacent parking lot of where he kidnapped her at. And he drove in this parking garage, drives all the way up to the top level he takes her out of the car, puts her towards a stairwell, and he pushes her in the stairwell, tells her to count to 100 before she comes out. And so of course she's freaking out, wondering what she's gonna do. Is he going to hurt her again? Is he going to kill her and just say that he's letting her go? So he ends up shutting the door. He gets away um, too fast before she can open the door again and get his license plate. Cause she kept saying the whole time, no matter how scared she was she was determined to get any kind of evidence to do anything to where this man could not kidnap anyone ever again so she ends up running down the stairwell she notices that there's an employee working this parking garage she goes in there and they end up calling the police the police take her down to the station and then they start to they put her up with a detective so they can see what happened so she had kind of like a cut mark on her neck. Obviously, like she was crying. Her hair was disheveled. She was disheveled. She had all of these markings on her wrist. Um, You could tell that she had been attacked. And the detective had the nerve to say to her, are you making this up? And she told him that she was sexually assaulted. And he said, well, you know, sometimes girls, like you get into abusive relationships. Are you sure that you're just not lying and that your boyfriend just didn't do this to you? You guys just had some fights. So she was so upset that she ended up leaving. She goes back home, tells her parents about all of this happening. So for two months, they had to pretty much harass the police station to really look into her case. And they put her with two new detectives and um, thankfully, she had a good memory about what he looked like and all of the details about like his weight and height and what he was wearing, his glasses, facial hair, everything like that. And so she did a sketch for the detectives. They posted his photo up at uh, different police stations. Someone ended up recognizing him and then um, they found him, and his name was Robert Copa. He was actually on parole for a murder that he committed 15 years earlier. Um, he was charged with sexual assault and kidnapping, and it took four years for the case to go to trial. To go to trial, um, but he was he was sentenced for life. And Angela was just saying that no matter how long it took for the case to come to trial that she took her power back that day and she just wanted, she was so like determined to make sure that this wasn't going to happen again. And this just stuck out to me because not that I'm petty, but I feel like I'm a very determined person. And if I was attacked and put in this situation, I would that would that's what would make me survive is I would want to be like this guy's never going to do this again like I'll show you you think you're going to kidnap me and sexually assault me and she was just very determined at 17 years old I can't even imagine going through something like that um but yeah she's doing good now and she says she would never wish that pain or trauma on anyone but she does not regret that happening just because it made her so much stronger and that's that.
0: We've got a couple of follow-up questions here.
2: Alrighty. I'll try my best to answer right. them.
0: Um, first of all, super resourceful girl. Yeah. yeah Common collected, which is um, nice. I mean, all yep. things considered, you know, um, did he make her give him a hand job only?
2: So the, I kind of had to look a little bit more into it because um Not that it's not.
0: Not that it's good. You know what
2: I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The interview that I watched. um, So it said that she said that he made her. He um, forced his hand onto his private part. Obviously, Um, and then it just said like, Angela was sexually assaulted. So she, when she was talking about it, she was like, she was like, I felt forced. Like you never want to feel forced to do anything that you don't want to do. Um, so they never said rape or anything like that I didn't know if the interview that I watched if they were staying away from rape being used as a word or if it was just that she was sexually assaulted of where he did force her to um, masturbate him or whatever so yeah that that's a little I think it's I think it's just he forced his hand on yes
1: gotcha. yeah
0: well yeah. Sounds like a, I, look, I Googled, on me. it looks like a real winner, so.
2: Isn't Fuck that crazy, guy. though? It's like, yeah. and the detective didn't even believe her, had the nerve to say that to her right after yeah. she was attacked, right after she was able to escape, and thankfully, he took her back, and she talked about when she was in the woods, she thought about running off, but she just kept having an image in her head that if she ran off, the only thing that would probably happen more than likely was that he would just slit her throat and then go on to the next person.
0: What what year was this?
2: This was ninety six.
0: Ninety six. Okay. I was gonna say, seventies cops were a lot shittier. So, but yeah, yeah. we're well, not a good story at all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but Sam, you did a great job.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't mean like that. Just...
4: No, I know, no, I know. I, I know. know. <laughs>
0: Well that concludes the horror nice. squad podcast
4: for today <laughs> I'm gonna go cry like a lot of yeah it's fucked up you know yeah it's and it's like that's not the first time I've heard like you know just police like completely being inappropriate and uh kind of turning like a blind eye to some of this stuff so I mean I, you hope that it still doesn't happen today but even you're even hear stuff like that now so i I don't know. Yeah. You know I, I don't know how you can fix that or anything but it's definitely something that needs to be uh, mm-hmm. addressed more and you yeah. know well
2: it, and they mentioned makes- that the first detective didn't have any kids and then the two new detectives that they put on her case they had children and so they were like well we have children we understand what this could be like if it happened to our kids so we're going to help you whereas that's that's too bad that if you don't have kids you can't relate to this experience but yeah but it's
4: your job like you shouldn't exactly like,
1: you
4: shouldn't be bringing in like personal or uh yeah. just like non-experience like in uh actual like life settings like there mm-hmm. there should be a proper training and protocols you have to follow and sadly it's not always followed yeah yeah
0: i mean to be the devil's advocate that's with anything you sure know? yeah of course and yeah not, not to give the guy an excuse um it's a valid question to ask if someone's lying you know yeah they have, to, they have to deal with that all all the time but then to go on for a couple of months without getting any any progress is unacceptable
4: yeah i mean i also think there's like a right and a wrong way to ask and who knows i mean he maybe he did ask the right way and she just perceived it the wrong way i mean you, you know you don't really know for sure obviously we weren't there but yeah it was from the from what i heard from what, how Sam described it, that's how I'm taking it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, respect that. But, um, yeah, that's I, it, the worst part. I mean, obviously, the act itself sucks, but like, then not getting any follow up at all. Yeah. Well, the guy's probably doing the same thing. And how do you get paroled for murder? Because the justice system's fucked.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's
0: like you, you got people doing life sentences, for, like, I if you guys haven't realized, listeners, like I'm all for justice and law and order and things like that, support law enforcement. But like if you're in prison for the rest of your life for having weed on you, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> someone can rape someone and get three months prison and often one month for good behavior, there's something wrong there. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So
0: there's a lot of issues. yeah. You know, so. Definitely. Anyway, you guys want to talk about some more movies?
1: Yeah, no. let's do, do it.
0: What you been watching?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Okay, Sammy, what you been watching?
2: Alrighty, so Joe and I checked out a new series on Netflix um, called "Surviving Death." Anyone heard of this?
3: Yeah, it looks good. So I can't wait to hear if it's actually gonna be good.
2: Yeah. So Joe kept talking about he wanted to watch it, and so did I. But he just kept talking about it and wouldn't wouldn't quiet up about it. So I was like, fine, Joe, we can start an episode. Um, so let's see they're on it's uh they're on season one right now and there's six episodes and just for an example they do an episode on near-death experiences they do an episode on mediums uh, signs from the dead seeing dead people stuff like that and we started to watch the near-death experiences um that one wasn't it didn't catch my entertainment i don't know about joe um, but then we watched the mediums part one, it's a two parter and Joe ended up falling asleep. And this, this actually scared me I thought I was going to get possessed and I had some fucking crazy ass nightmare and I googled it and it said that it's possibly an omen. And then a few days later, I saw a bunch of crows. So if I, no. uh, if I die in my sleep, it's because of this show. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did a bird like run into your window break its neck and stuff What's no next? they were
2: just flying everywhere <laughs> above me
4: yeah they were like right above us just he was just like right above our heads like uh car carring you know you gotta you gotta break up with her now joe save, <laughs> save yourself <laughs> what else didn't something else happen like yesterday or something sam Two? yesterday
2: um like, what was yesterday monday
4: yeah or Something did happen,
2: because it was when we brought Raven back in, and I said, was that an omen, Joe? Yeah. And I said, that would be the third omen.
4: Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though, now.
2: I can't remember what it was, either. Black cat. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. But so the medium one, um, uh, I don't remember the, the specific details on it, but they go to this place of, like, a mediumship school. And it's so crazy. guys got to really check it out so they were showing some photos of ectoplasm they played a recording of one of the medium sessions of where this woman goes into this like um sheeted little closet because i guess to where the ectoplasm can come out and if they photograph it they can see it so it was this group of people who always do a circle and they were talking about how this group they never miss um a day of when they do this mediumship and so there was a lady on there she was like i don't get together for my friend's birthdays i don't go hang out with my family if i have a circle to do that's what i need to do because it has to be the same people every time and so There was a lady who goes in there and she becomes like a doctor. And so you could hear the doctor talk through her. And then there's also this little boy, um, Joe, do you remember? I think his name was Henry. And it's scary because she's talking as the boy and he's like, hello, my name is Henry and I have the hard job. I do the ectoplasm. And everyone's just laughing at him and they're like, welcome back Henry. And the photos were frightening. The sounds were scary and um it, check it out it was entertaining <laughs> I'm
0: confused about that one
2: it was a lot because i was trying to go to sleep but then i was scared and then i was like am i gonna get possessed
4: so henry's a ghost
2: yeah like he's a little boy like um yeah, but
4: he comes through like through the woman comes through oh he, like, okay stops. i yeah. thought okay i thought it's ghosts just like the around.
2: doctor and henry come through this one woman
1: Ugh. And
2: so he's like hello everyone thank you for joining us and he kind of cracks some little jokes and then Henry comes up and he's like and I deal with the ectoplasm it was just it was crazy.
4: <laughs> what about the camera Sam?
2: Was that part of the medium one or was No, that, a that was episode?
4: part of the uh Being dead people episode. Being dead people, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll let you talk about that one if you want. I feel like I've rambled on enough.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good series. I, de- I definitely recommend it. Some episodes yes. better than others, obviously. Um, the re- there was one about um, near-death experiences. That one wasn't as great, but uh, there was one about, like, seeing dead people. That was really good. And this guy, um, like, kept taking pictures um in the same area in his house and they kept you kept getting you know ghostly apparitions and then he started asking the ghost questions and like the answers like actually like developed on the pictures um Mm -hmm. you know take it for what you know if you're a believer or not but it was like super interesting and like it was like pretty amazing if you like actually yeah it was amazing um so yeah I mean it's it's definitely very cool
2: Well since we talked about that episode do you guys believe in seeing like dead people? I know we've talked about ghosts and stuff but they also mentioned um, you know when someone in our family or that we know when they start to pass away they always mention that they see someone else that has already passed away and they see them and I was telling Joe because like um, when my mom was passing away, she kept saying that she was seeing her dad and he had already been passed away for a few years. And then when my grandpa, which is my mom's dad, when he was passing away, cause we were with him as well. He talked about how he could see his dad. So I, I feel like life is too grand and too, um, too much of a miracle for there not to be something like that.
0: Um, if you don't mind me asking, Sam, were the loved ones like beckoning them or standing chilling or
2: so like when my mom was passing, she just said that um she kept talking to it because my grandpa was a pilot and she just kept talking about him flying. She was like, Oh, I can see dad flying right now. And then when my grandpa was passing, I don't remember his dad's job, but he could see him like in the hospital room that we were in.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I think it goes hand in hand, if you believe in the afterlife and ghosts, then I don't see why that would be too Mm far-fetched.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll tell you a quick story. So my mom, uh, she's retired now, but she was uh, like head of a um, long-term care facility so she saw a lot of people uh, pass away there and she said you'd be amazed how many times people who have been so far gone for years Mm -hmm. suddenly become lucid in the last day and talk to people who aren't there Uh, she said a lot of times you know people who haven't spoken in maybe a decade or, you know, haven't been really been there or all of a sudden sitting up in their bed, having a conversation with a chair in the room uh, saying, oh, I'm so happy that you came to visit me, you know, stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, one in particular that really kind of spooked me was uh, she had a, an old priest and every single morning he would get dressed and then go to the front door, all dressed up in his like garb. And mm-hmm. when they'd ask him what he's doing there, he says, I have to go, uh, give the uh, eulogy for my mother and every single morning he'd do the same thing because he always thought it was his mother's funeral that day and on the day he died he didn't get up he stayed in his bed and when they went to see him saying to see if everything was okay he said uh my mom's here to visit me today so I don't have to go anywhere and he died that night
1: oh my like, gosh uh.
2: I love that so much Sally like, gave me goosebumps on top of goosebumps wow. yeah so my,
3: my mom told me a lot of stories like that and so it's it's tough not to believe you know Yeah. when when you hear stuff like that it's just it's so weird it's just such a weird phenomenon but I
2: want to hear more stories from her
3: yeah well I don't know hers are more sad right because it's like talking about yeah, people dying yeah get Joes and <laughs> yeah but yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not my mom seeing we, them right it's just talking as a nurse really care. Yeah.
1: your,
3: your mom's kind of doctor sleep there bud
1: yeah <laughs>
4: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> right so anyway yeah, yeah. so it's, it's hard not to believe when you hear stories like that
4: yeah we're actually we're gonna see my mom uh this weekend so i'll mention about the podcast and see if we can set up a date for her to come on
3: six feet apart mess you know it all right all right who wants to go next how do you follow that up really <laughs> like <laughs> there, I'll, I'll go. Not what we
0: were doing for a while, I was just listening. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, so my first watch this week is a movie that Sam recommended to me, uh, and that's 2020's *The Cleansing Hour*, which I watched over on Shutter. Um, so this, I think Sam and Joe talked about it last week, so I won't go too much into detail. But basically, it's this exorcist guy who does live exorcisms on like a live YouTube type show. And his uh, followers are starting to dwindle. Like he's not gaining the traction he wanted to. And he isn't verified, which is like a big deal to him. Um, and he's kind of getting uh, discouraged and stuff. So he's doing one more exorcism. And all of a sudden this exorcism is actually quote unquote real <laughs> as opposed to all the other ones that were that were faked. And it's basically what happens on this, uh, this exorcism. Uh, I mean the movie had some good moments uh it went along at a good pace like I was never bored or anything like that Uh, I do have to say that I was surprised at the ending I really thought the movie was going one way like it was almost obvious where the movie was going but then it doesn't go there it goes a completely different way so I was happy to see that uh but my biggest complaint is the demons could have looked a little bit better uh they looked a little fake which kind of played into what I thought would happen but uh yeah overall uh, i'm happy i watched it Uh, not something i'd watch again it was kind of a one-time watch but uh yeah i'd I'd still recommend it for a one-time watch if you like that kind of movie so that's the cleansing hour on shutter
2: yay well i'm glad you don't regret watching it that's how i feel about it too
4: (laughs) yeah same laundry movie yes uh, all right, I'll go next. Um, my first one tonight is a 2020 release called in Um, This is a uh, foreign horror film. It uh, takes place uh, somewhere in Asia. Um, I decided to watch this one just because I saw it on a couple of people's best of uh, 2020 lists. Uh, so this one is about... Uh, so this one kind of starts off really interesting. It's actually one of the um, probably most, like, thrilling um intros to a movie that i watched in quite a while um but it basically starts off with you know this woman working at a toll booth um when she this creepy guy comes by and she's also on the phone with like one of her friends that's working the other toll booth one of the other toll booths but she talks about how this guy has been kind of driving through her her booth for like all week long and is kind of creepy and stalking her um you know he then kind of uh, he goes through the booth and um goes through parks his car gets out and uh you know she's terrified obviously and locks her windows and stuff and you know he asks what's her name and stuff like that and she you know he brings up this name that she's never heard before um he then proceeds to leave again comes back with a uh, machete and uh it gets insane from there um f- you know after this uh attack she uh endures uh, she finds out that she um actually um you know uh her parents she was adopted and her parents gave her up um so she goes looking for her parents who lived in this um desolate village um very far away uh you know she uh, gets to the village realizes her parents don't live there anymore um they have died and there is this um big empty house that was her families that no one lives in anymore and the whole village believes that there is a curse um, surrounding um, her family um, but they don't know uh, it is her yet and they find out later and uh, it gets crazy and I'll leave it at that because uh, I think this movie is a hundred percent worth checking out. Um, it is very very good and uh, And I think the less, you know, going in, probably the better. Um, It gets pretty gory, gets pretty gruesome at some points. I guess like a trigger warning, there is, there does, um, there is like infant deaths involved, which could trigger some people. Um, But it's a great story, um, really interesting. And uh, I highly recommend it.
3: Top 10 show Because it was on that. It would not
4: have made my top 10, but I would definitely throw it in as an honorable mention.
3: All right,
0: mine's nothing, um, I can spend too much time on absolute classic 1968 Night of the Living Dead, directed by George Romero. Uh, watched it for New Year's Eve on my uh projector, so it was a real fun time. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's like one of the original zombie movies where a, a group of survivors band together in a farmhouse and try to figure out how to get away from the living dead. And hasn't aged well, I mean, no, it's very dated, but the history alone for it's a very important movie in you know horror history. Led to everything else practically in the zombie genre. So, Night of Living Dead, if you haven't seen it, what have you been doing? You can find it literally anywhere. It's open source, um, YouTube. There's a good Criterion Blu ray release of it. So, I would suggest that one.
4: Yeah, I should also mention Impedagore on shutter for people who want to check it out. Pedagore? Uh, Impedagore. Impedagore. All right. Back to you, Sam.
2: All righty, so this is another one that Joe and I also watched and it is called Promising Young Woman starring Carrie Mulligan. It's directed and written by Emerald Fennell, I believe I pronounced that right. Um, so I, okay, first let me just tell you what it's about, I guess. Okay, so it, let's see, let's see. Okay, so Carrie Mulligan's character, Cassie, She is trying to avenge the death of her friend, Nina, following a sexual assault years ago. Her friend drops out of med school, and no one believed her, so she eventually committed suicide. Cassie drops out of school to take care of her friend, and she is still driven by guilt. And she now is trying to catch any any guy who um, I guess takes advantage of girls. And so pretty much she'll go out to like bars and clubs and she'll pretend that she's drunk. She lets the guy take her home as he's trying to take advantage of her and she's like out of it wondering what's happening, even though she's saying no, they still ignore her and try to assault her. And all of a sudden she'll snap out of her act of being drunk and so it freaks them out and she's just trying to, um, I guess you could say teach them a lesson. Um, So I really liked this because I guess, so have you guys heard of bubblegum horror? No. Okay. Well, I thought I I really thought I made up this term because I was just thinking the other day about like why I liked this. And um, I like it because it's directed by a woman and written by a woman. And just, I don't know, it's kind of like um, Jawbreaker and like Not happy death day, but happy death day, if that makes sense. Just kind of like um, where the soundtrack is very like poppy and it's very well known and the costumes have some kind of like really colorful theme to them. So I was just thinking um, like Jawbreaker. But anyways, I thought I made up this term and so I was Googling it and I guess I didn't make it up. So I was a little disappointed by that. Um, But anyways, I thought it was really good. I liked how it talked about and goes into uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one?
4: Uh, Yeah, I I liked it as well. It definitely was not what I expected. Um, I thought it was going to be like a lot darker of a movie. I I would like barely categorize this as horror. I would consider it more of like a drama um, like light thriller, I guess you could say. I mean, there's not like a lot of horror to be had here, um, but it does get very dark uh, at the end. Uh, there's a twist that I did not see coming like at all, um, which I think really changed the whole like tone of the movie, um, which I thought was definitely like the best part of the movie as well. Um, but I, I also think like, obviously this movie has a message, but I don't think they like beat you over. Uh, they don't beat you over your head with it. Like uh, movies like, The Craft, I guess, or um, Black Christmas, most specifically, Uh, you know, I never was like, oh, all men are evil or all men suck in this movie, even though that, you know, there is like a message of that, but it's not like I
1: was
4: (laughs) like it wasn't as like, you know, uh, obvious, I guess, or out there as some other movies. I think it was handled a lot better in this movie. Um, Great performances. Obviously, the lead actress here is fantastic, but, you know, solid performances throughout Um, You know, this movie's getting a lot of like uh, awards buzz, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say, probably because it's like one of the few uh, movies that have come out this year. But I I thought it was very good. Um, I was like slightly disappointed just because of all the hype surrounding it. But that's more on me. But I still found it to be uh, a very enjoyable movie and I would I would recommend it.
2: And I'll say like I just heard like i didn't really read a lot of buzz about it i just i seen it mostly like on social media about how everyone really liked it and that it's highly recommended i didn't have any expectations of it um no like plot or what was gonna happen or anything and i really enjoyed it
3: um my next one is a movie that came up on a few uh, top 10 lists when we did that episode and a few of them from the people i asked and i asked them about it and they told me i should watch it and that's 2020's vampires versus the bronx over on netflix uh this one is a story about a group of kids who live in the bronx and that they notice that some strange uh people are starting to move into their neighborhood and then disappearances start happening in the neighborhood and it doesn't take them long to realize that those people are vampires and they're trying to expose them and stop them from uh, kill, you know, killing uh, other people in the neighborhood and kind of save uh, the Bronx. Uh, this is a really fun story about kids trying to make people believe that something's happening in the neighborhood. I mean, we've seen stories like this before. It reminded me a little bit of Fright Night, except it's a whole neighborhood as opposed to like one, uh, one guy's house. Uh, I really like the kids in this one I think they're really fun and uh, there's a good story also you know they're starting to drift apart a little bit one of them seems to be going towards the way of becoming a drug dealer while his other friends are trying to kind of pull him back from that and there's a nice sense of community. Uh, The kids moms are fucking hilarious like whenever they come into play to this they're just really really funny. Uh, The main kids mom especially is just really fucking super funny. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. I, I don't know if this would is like a top 10 movie for me in 2020 but one i would highly recommend and i think sam out of everyone in the squad would probably like this one the most it seems like a movie that sam would like so yeah vampires versus the bronx on netflix
4: highly recommend it
2: i might have to check it out steve
4: i want to see it too for sure Mm -hmm. what do you think the monster squad comparison is like fair um I mean, uh,
3: the like, the friendship between the kids is kind of like that. I mean, It would also be kind of like that. Okay. Uh, but the story-wise, not so much. I see it more like Fright Night, like, because it's vampires and they're trying to kind of expose vampires like that, than I do Monster Squad.
4: Cool. Uh, my last one for tonight is- is going to be Nocturne. Uh, Nocturne is one of the um, Blumhouse uh, movies they came out with on Amazon um, last year, 2020. They did uh, a, a total of four original movies that they um, did with Amazon Amazon Prime. Um, I forget the other ones. Uh, I talked about one of the previous ones, Black Box, which was which was pretty solid. Um, this one. Um, is about um this girl uh these twin girls um who go to a very prestigious music school um they are both um pianists um and you know one of the sisters is uh, this is like a high school by the way um one of the sisters is very obviously you know obviously she's like i don't want to say but she's the better one of the two she's way more accomplished she's You know, she looks prettier. She's got the hot boyfriend. Um, Everyone kind of like loves her. And the other sister's kind of in her shadow. Um, When, uh, so basically, what happens here is the the other sister um, finds a book uh, of one of the previous students that committed suicide. And in this book is kind of like a bunch of um, spells and like music stuff and whatnot, very like supernatural basically, but, uh, she reads through it. And, um, basically this kind of gives her the power to be a better musician and kind of turns her evil at the same time. And basically the rest of the movie is her trying to overthrow her, uh, twin sister to be the better one. Um, very kind of think, I guess, black swan, Meets um Suspiria, I guess you could say, sort of. Now, this movie isn't nearly as good as those two movies, um, but I think this is definitely worth like a one time watch. Um, the lead actress here is just fantastic, she gives an amazing performance. Um, and it, it went, I will say, it's kind of like formulaic and cliche like I kind of knew where it was going to go the entire time um the ending kind of um threw me for a loop a little bit but then once it actually happened I wasn't entirely surprised but uh they did kind of try to trick you there and they got me for a second uh but uh, you know overall I think it's it's definitely worth like a one-time watch
0: all right mine's one you can find on Shudder or Amazon Prime it's from the director that did Stitches the clown movie which I really love Um, And It's called From the Dark and it is an Irish film about a couple um, traveling to the countryside where they get lost. And meanwhile, there was a dude randomly digging a ditch and he finds a bound humanoid figure in the pit. And then that guy disappears. So fast forward and our group is lost and blah, blah, blah. Um, They get attacked by this creature. And the entire film is a cat and mouse game with the creature and them, um, the thing is afraid of light and it's like basically a vampire and we have to follow them as they try to fight off the creature, um, try to survive the night and so on. Pretty cool concept, um, but I thought it was really boring and I just wouldn't recommend it. I thought they could have done a little bit better with the action pieces and not been so um, from one tension hide and mouse or cat and mouse scene to the other. That kind of got redundant a little bit boring so from the dark shutter but i do not recommend
3: uh so my last one this week is found over on uh tubi and that's a 2015's Lamageddon. Uh, a few months ago maybe like three months ago i was uh, tro- <laughs> Lama-geddon. yeah i was trolling joe's group and a lot of people were talking about this movie and I was like, okay, why are so many people into this movie all of a sudden? Like, it's from 2015. So I figured, well, I'm going to check it out, see what all the hype is about. Uh, in this one, a alien llama <laughs> falls down to Earth and starts murdering some people. That's basically the plot. Uh, not much more to it than that. Uh, this movie pretty much had the worst acting ever, unsurprisingly. The dialogue is absolutely horrible uh the llama scenes though super funny uh, I, I don't know there's something about llamas that just makes me laugh so seeing them like kill some people was pretty uh pretty ridiculous now the effects practical and uh cgi were all terrible i mean when the llama is beating some people it's just a guy holding two legs and you know just smacking people with it it's it's a completely ridiculous film uh i will never watch this again but holy shit, uh, the llamas made me laugh. So, Llama llamageddon.
2: llamageddon. I was trying to think of a llama pun, but I, nothing came to mind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that's the last time I take recommendations. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, I should have known, though, by the people who are recommending it. But, yeah, terrible.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I had tonight. So, if you want to go finish off, Todd.
0: Yes. Uh, my last one is giving my favorite horror movie, Dawn of the Dead. I recently got my collector's edition from England uh, from Second Signed Official. A jam-packed special edition with two books, uh, I think six discs, three of which are um, soundtrack and, and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, obviously not my first time watching it. It's still my favorite movie. I just love the characters. I love the feel of it. It's got this charm that I just love. Um, and it's a Long it's comes in about two hours long if you watch the theatrical version, which is my preferred version, but it never feels like that for me. Um, I just never get bored watching it. And Dawn the Dead, I will always stand by it. Awesome movie.
3: Can you repeat that that name? I want to write it
4: down. <laughs> Dawn of the
3: Dead. I, I hear good things about it
4: so. todd really coming out with the obscure references uh, <laughs> today yeah. watch tonight today yeah you gotta <laughs> revisit the classics every now and then refresh you do your, you do yeah absolutely cleanse
3: yeah. your palate
4: <laughs> Yep. I, I've, I've
3: been really jonesing for donna the dad lately so watch it man I, I will for sure probably this week
0: should uh watch our Gento cut or something uh, spice it up a bit
3: yeah i i have the so i didn't buy that one it was just too expensive and too complicated to get into canada Uh, i think it it would come up to like four or five hundred dollars basically
4: i'm gonna revisit it too because it's probably been almost like uh maybe like a decade since i've seen the original dawn of the Dead. if you give it anything
0: less than an eight i'll just straight murder you oh I, i mean
4: i definitely i mean it's been a while i still remember it fondly and it's definitely like in like one of my favorite horror movies of all time so
0: i still get bummed man when roger gets bit every single time
3: right you think maybe not this time (laughs) (laughs) no
0: roger stop stop being so cocky roger no
3: right it's funny because when i discuss it with people people often forget the first like half hour of that movie Uh, people always remember about the everything that happens in the mall which is great but man that first half hour is fucking brutal yeah
0: the police shoot out and uh
3: everything in the apartment complex and, oh holy
0: yeah shit. Oh, it, it, that that movie it starts and it it fucking grabs you i remember i mean vividly the first time i watched that movie and it was like the first ultra gory movie i ever saw um so like yeah in the apartment complex, i mean the cop gets shot in the head first action scene and then you cut to like zombies chomping and then the cop kills himself because he's so fucking overwhelmed and then peter and rogers executing zombies in the basement and and then that's not even the worst part of it like the the biker shootout you're killing your beloved characters and you feel so bad for them and ah man i'm gonna watch damn i'm gonna watch it again yeah because there's three cuts of that movie Mm -hmm. um theatrical dario Gento cut which fuck dario Gento, and then the director's cut which i don't really like as much as theatrical but they're all good for their own different reasons
4: uh fun dawn of the dead fact actually uh when i was in high school uh i had like a i guess this was before podcasting and stuff i was in a thing called the horror committee which was a website um where we wrote horror movie reviews and stuff like that and we went on a local access television show because they wanted to like interview us and they asked us to bring uh two horror movie scenes (laughs) (laughs) and we were like we were such gore hounds back then so we brought uh the scene from Dawn of the Dead where they rip open his stomach and pull out his intestines oh, yeah. and all that. Oh. And the other scene, the other scene we brought was from um, the beyond when uh, uh, he uh, puts her head through the nail and it goes oh. through her eyeball. Yeah. They let you do
0: that on public access,
4: huh? <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did, I mean, anything goes on public access. So. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a, yeah that was pretty fun. I, I got to find that my I got to call my friend because I'm pretty sure he still has like the VHS. Oh, um, he's got to, he's got to rip that that
0: to YouTube or something.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I I I've said it before, but for newer listeners who haven't heard the story, so I'll say it really quickly. Uh, When I first saw Dawn of the Dead, it was a ripped uh, VHS from my dad's friend. And VHS back then, you either putting you put it in SP or LP, and they put an SP, so not the whole movie recorded. Oh. Uh, and the tape ended with Peter in a, with a gun in his in his mouth. Oh. And for oh, the first geez. probably six years uh, of being a huge fan of that movie, I thought <laughs> that was the end, where he just offed himself. Oh. <laughs> that must have blow. Did it
4: blow your mind when you finally? Holy saw
3: shit! It? <laughs> when I bought when I bought the DVD, the, the one that has the four like or three or four editions in it oh the black Um, case one the black case one yeah yeah such a good addition blew my fucking mind (laughs) that he survived i was like holy shit this whole time i had no idea it was uh yeah you were you were you
0: were basically going off the original ending then without knowing it
3: yeah no exactly it's uh that he kills himself yeah that was was crazy
4: yeah good times all right sam when was the last time you've seen it
2: dawn of the dead Yeah. yeah the remake
3: no, get out of here.
2: <laughs> Come on.
0: Remake's fantastic, don't get me wrong.
2: The remake is fantastic, and I gotta be honest. Um, Sam, I don't, don't know, you know if I've seen the original.
4: Oh! <sighs> you gotta, well, we should watch it this weekend, because I haven't seen it in a while myself, so we should watch All it. You right. can report Let's back to Steven Todd. I wanted to say too. I forgot
0: to mention, that um, Night of the Dead, my son, absolutely loved. And uh, he's really sad that... Um, uh, fuck! Oh my God! Why well, can't remember the main character's name, played by fucking Dwayne? Uh, Ben. Ben died at the right. end. He's like, uh-huh. well, why they kill Ben? I'm like, well, I, mean, I didn't explain like the potential racism factor yet because he's a little young. But I'm like, well, I mean, they confuse him for a zombie. He's like, he was like 20 feet away. How can they not tell he's not a zombie? He has a freaking gun. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the movie for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: you, you should show him the, the the remake. It's uh, it's, it's an gonna cool different ending for ben yeah for th-
0: that's probably a little bit too advanced for him right now yeah too, still too Core-wise, gory wise yeah, yeah but it's on the list for sure hey how do you guys- feel
3: about the nudity in the, <laughs> the original
4: i forgot i forgot about oh really breast and butt oh yeah, she- yeah she's
3: full nude in the, in yep. the original <laughs>
4: <laughs> are you guys just as big fans of-, of day as well
3: i love it right. yeah. i mean i love it too yeah i mean not i mean don's my favorite one but day is fucking great too
0: yeah, I landed the dead too. Yeah, well, is, yeah. There fu- is there food? <laughs> is there food, Captain?
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is my show, Frankenstein. That was like my favorite scene growing up.
0: <laughs> Shoot her in the head. Bang, you're dead. Oh, yeah, he just died too. Huh? Oh, you mentioned
4: that last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trivia time? Sure. Yeah. All right. Do it, all right. I'm not the off. scorekeeper anymore, so. Do it, Todd.
0: You can lead it off, though. You can lead in, and I'll do the scores if you want, I just did trivia time. Okay. Well, okay. Motherfucker. Jeez. Wow, oh. you're dropping M- MF bombs already. <laughs> um. All right. Well, the scores have been revised from the uh, corrupt editor, Steve. I'm sorry, um,
4: baby. I didn't mean that.
0: It's okay, honey. You can make it up to me later. <laughs> uh, in the uh, Discord, little. Well, plug for you guys uh all right steve the corrupt editor is now at five points somehow mm. uh, <laughs> mm. hey, oh, hey, whoa, whoa. joe and todd are tied at three and sam in the rear with the two but i'm smelling a comeback from her
4: are you ready yes who's starting us off
0: well i'm starting baby all right. i'm starting and you'll know when i'm finishing
1: oh <laughs> all right
0: all right. Question number one. Answer this question. So you guys need to answer the question. Why are you, you know doing? What we always do. Wait, Shut up, so <laughs> No, you gotta. You'll 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 tell when I say it. You'll right. see when I say it. Why are you doing this? Strangers. Because you were home.
1: That Come that on. Is,
0: that is correct, Joe. Damn it, Sam! You had the. You had to answer the question.
1: You didn't say. I.
0: I didn't yes, say. I did say that.
2: Well, sorry. One of my headphones isn't working, so I couldn't hear.
4: All right. Joe's on the board. The new ones I just bought you?
2: They're not. It's They're... Okay.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. My first one. Okay. Okay. This horror movie was directed by Peter Jackson. Brain and dead. Star- and starred Kate Winslet.
3: Uh, King Kong. No.
4: Incorrect. I- Damn
3: it! King I Kong. No, I, I watched it last <laughs> I night. I have it in my brain.
0: Um, let's see. It's not brain dead. That's no, completely wrong. Um, it's not bad taste either because she wasn't in that movie. Uh, Meet the Feebles.
4: Incorrect. Ah, fuck! What horror
3: movie is Peter Jackson? Besides I mean, those three, I, I can't think of anything.
4: Neither.
3: either i'll say the sam. frighteners just because the only one i could think of that's not
4: has been mentioned oh i
3: forgot you did the frighteners it's a good one all
4: right yeah. sam any think. guesses no all right the movie was 1994's heavenly creatures never seen it, never seen it, never seen it? i either. recommend it uh it's um so it's a tale of two girls who um basically become, like, they're very young girls. They uh, become obsessed, kind of, like, with each other. Um, And one of the girls' mothers um, is, like, a complete, like, kind of asshole and tries to keep them apart and stuff. And um, they plot to kill the mother based on true facts on an actual New Zealand murder case.
2: Interesting. Alrighty. Okay. Are you guys ready?
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Steve, you're muted, bro. No, I know. Trying to help you out. You're muted still. <laughs> Thanks. You know you're still muted. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> okay.
2: On what date was brain damage released? Date? Eight? Yep.
0: Fucking hell. Like February twelfth kind of date?
2: Yes.
4: Oh fuck.
3: Jesus Christ. O- October, is it over? Is, is it at least a holiday? Like
4: something October thirty-first, nineteen eighty-four. February fourteenth.
3: He didn't say
0: that we need to have the year.
2: I'll do who's closest if no one gets it. Uh,
1: Let's
3: let's go March 30th, 1987. February 14th
0: of any year. (laughs) (laughs) You need the year, Sam? Me? I
4: said October 31st, 1984.
0: Well, this is an 87 movie, I believe. I think. I yeah,
2: think. I think so too. Okay, well, you need to pick a year, Todd.
0: Eighty-seven, February fourteenth, nineteen eighty-seven.
2: Okay. Well, hang on, I gotta
3: do the math. And I'm I March March thirtieth, eighty-seven. He fucking he went. That's why I said before.
2: He's the
3: <laughs> Who's the closest?
2: Steve oh, Fuck
3: well, well, what is Shocking.
2: it? It's April twenty-second,
3: nineteen
1: eighty-eight. Oh, I
0: thought
3: it was eighty-seven. <laughs>
2: Come on, Todd. All you had to do was bump that year.
0: Well, well, he still would have got me, because he did march. No, he would have
2: been the same year. Oh, you're right. That's why I
1: said five years hotter.
3: I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) Fuck. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. What is the name of the vampire king Buffy has to kill in the film Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
4: Spike. Oh, that's the... Um, uh, it's been a while. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, <laughs> it? Is that,
3: that it? it? No, Bob. No, you guys, all give yes, I give up. Yeah, it's Lothos. Lothos, you guys haven't seen that movie in a long time? It's been a, oh, a while,
2: not a long, yeah. It's
3: been
0: been long a while. I like it. Didn't we didn't we cover this movie at one point? No, not, not, a, not officially. Oh.
4: I think we just always talk about Pee-wee David Ar- Herman. Yeah. David Arquette, P- Arquette Pee Wee Herman, Luke Perry.
3: Yeah, it's it's that appearance and uh, what we do in the shadows. It's like,
4: ah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah.
3: All, yeah, All right,
0: number two. Finish this quote. All work and no play makes, makes Jack a doll boy. boy. <laughs> what did you say, Steve? <laughs>
3: it makes Jack a doll boy. <laughs>
0: Uh, joe got it yeah yes i know you were on the yeah you would have got it too but it was funny
3: (laughs) (laughs) is it wrong
2: no it just sounded like you just said like not that (laughs)
3: like it sounded like it's a jack bull boy
2: (laughs) (laughs) steve's gonna laugh when he goes and listens back
3: and change the score
2: (laughs) (laughs) get him steve
4: (laughs) all right my next quest my next one do it. Brain dam brain damage related. Ooh, hold on, let me pull up my notes. All Alrighty. Correctly spell Elmer's name.
3: A Y L M E R. Correct.
4: Said- what? I, I wrote Wait.
3: in my I wrote in my notes for the episode because I'm gonna talk about him a lot. Bitch.
2: How did he spell it?
3: A Y L M E R.
2: Fine. Yes.
4: It's mentioned in the movie. It is, yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, Joe. <Jill. laughs> I thought you loved me. You didn't give me a heads up. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Is it my turn? Yep. All righty. In brain damage, Mm.
4: Ooh.
2: (laughs) what food dish was served on Brian and Barbara's date? Meatballs
0: and
4: spaghetti.
2: All righty. Joe gets the point.
0: Joe's on the roll time. Joe's coming out of nowhere this year. Oh yeah. Three points already. The big dog. Oh,
3: yeah. All right. What is the creature that kills Luke's friends in the ritual?
0: It's a fucking robbery. The moose guy.
4: Never seen it. <laughs> oh, Wait, the ritual, you... the moose. Wait, what was the question? <laughs>
3: What is the creature that kills Luke's friends in the ritual?
4: Oh, you're moose looking for the actual, the actual name of the creature?
3: Well, yeah, I'm not.
4: Mo- moose yeah. guy. is pretty Mooses. Close. No, there's an actual name for it. I can't remember. P- Pazuzu oh. moose. <laughs> moose guy. That's my final answer, and it's correct. Uh, it had a name. I can't remember it though. It did have a name. Moose hands. That's great. That's a great movie. Moose it is a great finale. movie. Yeah, you should watch yeah, it, I, it I, Sam. I want to revisit it. Yeah. I think I watched it three
0: times since it came out. Damn. That's a good
3: one. Are you guys good? Not
0: not good enough to remember the fucking name.
3: It's uh, (laughs) Jotun.
0: Jotun. Oh, all right. Joe Magnaro there. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Number three. How long did it take to film the Blair Witch Project?
2: 72 days.
4: No, it was two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Uh, I'll say, uh, oh, eight days. That is absolutely correct. Oh, wow. That was four Joe. points tonight. Jeez. Ooh. And I would like to credit um, Matt Blasey, who is the author of a book called Eight Days in the Woods. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Is that a Way good one? Because make- it sounds pretty cool. Uh, I've actually yet to read it. He just released it last year. Um, But, uh, yeah, he uh, did a lot of research that on is. it. And, yeah, so I'll definitely be reading it. A lot of behind-the-scenes info on the movie. I have quite a bit of those making of –
0: Books and they're always really good. Mm-hmm. Joe, I gotta get on that's
4: the right. fucking board. My last question. Oh. Tagline. Oh. She is the only one who can stop it, and if she fails, no one survives.
2: God damn it. She's a... Alien.
4: It's a good no, guess. That's... Well, it's a good guess though. That's uh, in space.
0: No one can hear you scream.
3: Yeah, she's the only one who can stop it.
0: Okay. Girls, girl power, Spice Girls.
2: I knew you were gonna say that.
0: Spice <laughs> up your life. Uh, she's the only one who can stop it.
2: Do the come one.
0: To the come one.
2: To become one.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have any idea. She's the. One.
4: She is the only one. Buffy who the can Vampire stop. Slayer. If she fails, no one survives. Incorrect. Wait, it was your question, Joe? This is my question.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah sworn, <laughs> I, Sam I, said it. I, I pass. I, I don't know.
4: Okay, the correct answer is the original, "A Nightmare on Elm Street."
1: Uh,
0: really? That doesn't even sound like it belongs to that movie. Yeah, it doesn't at all.
4: <laughs> well, talk to IMDb. I will. <laughs> Hold on. Sam.
2: Okay, my turn already. All right. <laughs> Okay. Trying to think how I should point this.
0: Zero points to Joe or Steve if they get it, 10 points to me. (laughs) Okay.
2: One point to Joe or Steve, and then if Todd gets it, two points.
1: Oh, (laughs) whoa.
2: (laughs) I'm just teasing. Okay. In brain damage. Oh. What two items are on the fridge in Brian's apartment?
4: Uh, corn flakes and uh, grape drink.
2: Oh right, Joe. Jesus, that right. frosted flakes and grape drink mix.
4: Thank you. That's like Joe's yeah. like doing freaking cocaine before the episode. <laughs> <Yeah. that>. Seriously, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how I knew that, but I, I just like it, the two. The boxes are just like completely just, like white and generic yeah. looking. So it's just, I, like. I, all, it, like burned in my brain. Well, when,
3: he's, when he said the cereal, I remembered, but I didn't remember yeah. what was next to it. I think Joe's been playing
0: the long con these past couple of years. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, I right. noticed he got all Sam's questions.
4: Come <laughs> it's on, <just> Interesting. <laughs> well, I did watch we did just watch Brain Damage tonight. That's, that's so very fresh in my brain.
3: <laughs> Alright, last question of the night. Okay. Uh, Todd, you better put your uh, A
4: thinking, thinking cap
1: on. Thinking cap
3: on. Uh, actually, this is the wrong card that I just took. <laughs> one second, and this this is a this is one that I think Todd's gonna get. So Pressure's um, on. Don't put me on the spot here. Okay, here it is. In the Saw series. Oh, so, come on, Todd.
0: Okay, I'm trying.
3: What type of physician is Doctor Gordon?
0: He, he's a um.
3: Psychiatrist. No,
0: no, he's a cancer doctor. I forget whether there's... An, an oncologist or something. Yeah,
3: that's perfect yes i would have taken cancer doctor but yeah, he's an oncologist finally <laughs> fuck
4: Very nice. Oh
3: oncology
0: there you go but yeah um all right Ooh, rough night for me and sam here sam well, we got to get together and work something out here yeah we do uh i pulled one sam with the zero joe what i don't know what's going on but he pulled a big fiver
4: oh yeah
0: Ooh, which brings his total up to eight steve with the two a strong showing brings his to seven um still early on here still early on Joe's the wild card here he's I think he's been lying the last couple of years and now he's just trying to take everyone's money but um like we always say if you guys have any suggestions for games we would love to hear about it so hit us up on our uh, instagrams or whatever email or our discord server
1: it's funny one night you go to bed and when you wake up Hi. Hello, Brian. How are you? everything is different now Brian's acting a little peculiar he's like a completely different person
4: I don't even know him anymore
1: something's gotten into him sometimes so everything glows with a different kind of life deep into him what
4: are you telling me that we killed someone last night
1: something bad <clears> throat> something throat> throat> slimy what you think? Something very. I
4: know something's happened to you. Very. How is that?
1: Hungry. Ah!
4: You can't keep killing people every time you're hungry.
1: You're mine now, Brian.
0: I own you. you gotta get out of here.
1: Fast. Oh, Go where?
0: You're a wreck, Brian. Leave me alone. Whenever you want to stop hurting, oh. you come to me. Oh.
1: Brain damage. It will turn you inside out.
0: All right, 1988's Brain Damage, directed by Frank Henenlotter, who did Basket Case, among other films, and it is about a gentleman, about mid twenties, who suddenly has a creature attach himself to his neck, and they start going around town murdering people. Um, whose idea was this
3: one?
4: Uh, i think steve is the first one that brought yeah, it up we,
3: so, yeah. so that what happened is that we didn't know what to do this episode so we, so we had all like agreed that we should pick something we'd all never seen that was a classic so i just took my Tubi b watch list which is like 200 films and picked the first 10 that i thought could be maybe one to do and joe's the one who kind of picked brain damage out of that list because i i'd never seen it before so always wanted to figured why not yeah, cool
0: uh, so if you guys have seen Frank Hanloner before, you got Frankenhooker, Mastercase Basket Case 1 through 3, um, which is the only ones before this one i would seen of him. And you know you're getting into like very sleazy and like just gross. A lot of body horror, a lot of fluids flowing freely. Um, and this one was no different. Uh, I mean, what did you guys think right off the bat?
4: I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked it too.
0: You too? So I liked it a lot.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah I mean so obviously like never seen this before and honestly I've I, you know I I don't know if, like I don't remember anything much about basket case I know I've seen it before um but I really I wasn't extremely familiar with Frank Lauder's work um so going in I went pretty blind went in pretty blind with this one um I I have seen Elmer before though for sure like I I know I've seen him just on like pictures or like video clips or something like that um, but yeah, I mean, I thought this was like just like a really fun, like 80s cheese fest, um, but also like has like kind of a deep message too. As like you know, obviously, like it's a very metaphor about drug addiction and whatnot in here as well. Um, so I mean, the movie has like a, a message too, which I found to be kind of interesting in a movie that's pretty schlocky. <laughs> um, I actually compare it a lot to the special last year's the special that we reviewed um i feel like it had like a lot of similarities you know about you know two guys being addicted to something that's very uh weird and (laughs) uh creepy uh but this one actually i found to be like just a lot more of a fun ride than the special was even though the special had a way more memorable uh end scene but there's a lot of memorable stuff in this as well so yeah overall uh i really enjoyed this one actually
0: i thought the moral story was don't bang your brother's girlfriend (laughs) yeah she uh had a quick turnaround on that relationship
4: yeah she she really did
0: yeah um but i thought it was funny like clearly in the beginning the brother was really into her yeah um, he's like touching her arm and shit you know little slight things like that but i, I just something i picked up on i was like it's kind of weird <laughs> but um i i think this is the better active acted of his films uh the lead characters, in my opinion better actor than um belial's brother and i love the cameo for that guy but then i also was really grossed out too by like just when he was like connecting his i guess his, his <laughs> wiener or something the guy's neck and injecting his super jizz to make him high that was just like really gross
4: to me <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it like i just like considered elmer to be almost like uh the spinal cord like he kind of like had that look to him and it was just like him connecting into the brain so i didn't really take it as like a penis jizz thing but uh i don't, I don't know anyone else <laughs> i thought he was like i did
2: not like elmer specifically but yeah.
0: It was like very sexual.
4: Yeah, it was. Yeah, he definitely did like, like I, I didn't take it like it definitely seemed like orgasmic to him when it went in, but like I just took it as like a like someone getting high, you know, and like how they get like that feeling of euphoria.
0: Yeah, but then like literally, it showed his brain getting jizzed on by like blue liquid when he was getting squeezed to death.
4: I mean, Something. is it or yeah. is it like I don't know? I just took it as just like a weird whatever. Strange is.
2: Yeah, because yeah, he would always be like, "Do you want my juice?" Like I felt like <laughs> there were so many like
0: sperm. It, was it like a it. maybe a little, we're thinking a little too deep in this movie? But it was it like, kind of like a homosexual kind of thing going on?
3: Um, uh I on that I, subject though, I do have to say there's a shower scene in this that is way <laughs> too fucking long for absolutely no reason.
4: <laughs> yeah, man, you see the actual like soap water like going down his butt crack yeah but What's they that show that,
2: that? Dude- but if it was <laughs> boobs you guys would be like
4: did dinner say
3: he didn't like the butt crack
1: yeah <laughs> all right
3: no, it, was, okay. it was just odd was how long thing. it went for no reason like that scene really does nothing there's nothing about that scene that's important because the elmer never even gets to him but, right so we I, just I, watch I... him shower for fucking 10 <laughs> minutes
4: I mean, I thought there was like tension in that scene though. Like I was waiting for Elmer to go over and kill the guy and it never happened. So, I mean, I, I thought
2: I, it was just... sweet because the guy was like, you're all right in here, man. No one's going to bother you.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I know. I was trying to figure out what you're the buff dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That was definitely like a homosexual thing. You it think? had to have been. Yeah, because I mean, maybe I'd... I've never been in New York, but <laughs> did they have community showers like
4: this like, i mean that maybe they didn't most, gy- most gyms do <laughs> that
0: wasn't a gym it was like an apartment building
4: yeah well it was a ho- It was a hotel uh-huh. it was an easy hotel so.
0: i i i was definitely getting like a homo homosexual vibe slash like erotica from it like i thought that's what he's going with for
4: that's interesting i never really picked up on that honestly like i thought like okay that pope scene was like I guess kind of but like overall I didn't pick up like a homosexual guy but I, I, I can kind of yeah. like see it while you're saying it. I, I, I was
3: kind of waiting to see where it was going so I thought it was going to go one of two ways. Either the guy was going to be really into it and he liked that he was <laughs> being watched or the guy was eventually going to be like dude stop looking at me taking a fucking shower and, and he was yeah. going to beat him up or something but he just ends the shower eventually and yeah. is like alright it's free and leaves. I'm like what? That, that's where <laughs> they went with this?
0: <laughs> I bet I bet you that buff guy was like a local celebrity. Yeah. Like if I, like then. maybe like a wrestler or something. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Um, do you, I had a question though? The people in the beginning that were like his caretakers, I was under the impression they were his parents, and that they killed themselves. But then they showed up in the end. Like right. What, what, were they just like going off their high and like?
4: I think so. They were like withdrawing. I think. Okay from like the highs that Elmer was giving them, but we never actually see Elmer like make either of them high. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And like, where did they get him from? I don't, I know the guy kind of comes out and starts talking about Elmer at one point saying he's like a uh, basically uh, from like Rome, right? Like he's like from Roman times or whatever. And he's been around for thousands of years, but does he ever explain like how he got him?
0: No. Yeah. just like a magical wiener,
4: right? and that was like so overall i did like this movie but i think like the character development in this movie is very thin like they that's like the one big problem i had with it is like they they kind of jump right into uh you know almer and i I think i would have liked to have seen a little bit more uh development with the characters especially even the main character brian even though we do get to meet him a lot but i i kind of would have liked to have uh grown like had him grown on me a little more so maybe i would have cared about what was happening about happening to him
3: yeah i i totally get that like uh i think he was a good actor but there was no substance to him like right. i just didn't really care what he was going through um yep. so that yeah was definitely a problem with it um but yeah i mean the, the movie overall I, I i had a lot of fun with it like i laughed out loud a few times uh mm-hmm. him screaming in the bath which is like going absolutely crazy Uh, the ear (laughs) scene was also really funny to me oh yeah it just went on like too long but uncomfortably (laughs) too long but that's what it it was kind of the brilliance of it uh yeah it was just there's a lot of good things about it and I I love the cameo just because I really like a basket case so and it was just funny it was so like Dwayne to react that way um yeah no it's 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 I I enjoyed I thought the practical practical effects were really good uh the CGI was terrible but it almost was good because it was so bad like it yeah. really, it was really a really 80s thing to do so
4: totally yeah and like the fact that he was tripping when it happened like made it a little more uh, excusable i thought yeah uh, my one complaint
3: which is also the best thing about the movie but at the same time my complaint about the movie is that so it at, it seems like they wanted to go with elmer being kind of a comic relief and just mm-hmm. being kind of a smart ass uh alien kind of attached to him but they never really went there i I was hoping that elmer would be more of just always talking shit like throughout the whole movie but he stops talking for a long long periods of time and sometimes he just says stuff that really is not going anywhere Uh, i wish they almost went like uh, venom so it's not it's not a horror movie but where he's just constantly you know judging him and talking trash and making him do things and they didn't really go there so i was a little disappointed with that
1: yeah. I
4: also hated his voice. I didn't like his voice either. I was gonna say yeah. that. I think they should have picked a different actor for the voice. Um and I also kind of was like, would it have been better if he like had a creepy voice rather than like a goofy voice? Or would that have like ruined like the tone a little bit? I
0: personally think so. Um at least not like a comic sounding voice. Yeah. Um you know what scene I hated though was when they are on the subway and they had the bad like him exploding out of his mouth thing?
4: oh yeah that was pretty bad and, yeah, yeah that, looked, that looked super cheesy yeah. yeah yeah that was like that was
3: almost like off-putedly cheesy it was so bad like yeah. yeah. so bad it just why ended why there, there was no real purpose to that scene again and that's kind of one of the problems with now i read somewhere while i was doing my kind of research for the episode that the movie was 66 minutes and they added oh. cut scenes just to pad the the timing a little bit to make it longer and it, it kind of shows. I, and I think a lot of the scenes that we're complaining about are probably from the cut scenes that they put it back into yeah. it just to make the movie longer. So
4: mm-hmm. what about the probably the most memorable scene, I guess, or maybe even controversial scene, the uh, oral sex scene? with <laughs> apparently, Elvis.
3: apparently the crew walked out. <laughs> I uh, I read
4: that on IMDb tonight. That's that's amazing to me. Yeah. yeah, they were like so
3: offended by it, right? And they they cut it from the theatrical and original home video release. So it's only wow. uh, on its re release that it actually came to light. So yeah,
4: I mean, it's a great scene. It I is mean, a great but, like, scene. And Sam was even saying, she's like, would this girl really be going down on him like after he's like pretty much passed out like? <laughs>
3: Yeah, reverse the roles, and that's yeah. like super rapey. But when it because it's a guy, it's like almost whatever. Yeah, it's comical when it's a guy. Yeah. What, what do you think of that, Sam?
2: Uh, which part?
3: The fact that she's almost like raping him while he's passed out.
2: I mean, well, that's like Joe said when we were watching it. I was like, I was like, uh, hello, uh, what about? What about his consent? Um, but I don't know. I thought it was weird because if that if I was the girl, I'd be like, okay, you're fucking passed out. I'm not about to play with your little soggy penis right now. <laughs>
4: Saki, why, like, why was she? Why, my, and I also found it like unbelievable that she was like so into him because, it's like, because he was different, he, he was, had the like, little suit still, on and stuff. I guess he was just like so drugged out and like, start <laughs> dancing. He's like jumping up and down like a five year old child dancing. Well, and he was it.
2: having a good time, and so cool. she's like, I want to have a good time too.
4: All right, by sucking his soggy ass dick. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: and she sucked on <laughs> Elmer instead, and he fucking sucked her brains out. <laughs>
2: What do you got in there? A monster?
4: <laughs> He's packing yeah. heat.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot. Anything else you want to add about this one?
2: Um, wait. What was the sex scene that they
4: walked out on? Oh, one. That one,
0: the blowjob Yeah, scene.
4: the crew. Yeah. The crew. Uh, yeah, walked out on that scene. Why? You think
0: they would know what they're getting into already with this movie? Because
4: like, they were offended, I guess.
2: Huh?
4: Yeah. What about the
2: scene of where he's like um, the girl, his girlfriend and brother were having sex. And then when he's kind of on his little high, he gets in there too.
0: Oh, in his fantasy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Todd's like, meh, just a fantasy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I thought there would have been more sex, honestly, with him and like the
4: creature thing. The sex scene is like really weird too, between the brother and the and the girl. That goes I on like weird. really hard too. Well, it just goes on like way too
0: long. I felt it was probably one of those cut things where they had a they just put everything they shot into the fucking scene to no, make it longer. You mean
2: it went on too long because you couldn't see her boobs? That's what <laughs> you
4: mean. You could. No, yeah, you see her boobs. For a but
2: Joe wanted to see them longer.
4: Okay, <laughs> All right. I do so- not
2: think it was too long
4: here's a uh so i'm on imdb right now looking at the trivia so uh an interesting tidbit here um Mm -hmm. did you guys notice brian's uh unexplained cut on his lip throughout the movie yeah i was wondering about that okay so it was actually part it was actually part of a subplot involving him getting into a fight the night before defending his brother in a bar fight but due to time restraints the uh scenes were never filmed And they just kept his cut lip there the whole time, I guess. (laughs) Cool. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I I read somewhere, too, that they thought he was too pretty. So they want to make him look a little
4: more disheveled by having Uh, [3] him cut and so pale and stuff like that. Did you guys think, I mentioned this to Sam, but I actually thought he looked like a young Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah.
2: Joe also mentioned he thought the brother should have been the main guy because he was more attractive. And I disagree.
0: Br- brother kind of had a little creep thing going on he did he's like always like kind of like in the shadows like oh, I, f- I like this girl <laughs> i'll take you to the concert
4: <laughs> so uh also frank Hennenlauter uh reportedly gave up cocaine and wrote this film as a metaphor for his experience
2: wow good for him
0: mm-hmm. oh okay i see that now Yep, a little little literal monster on your shoulder telling you to do
4: shit yep okay love that uh, the only here's a funny fact a fun fact the only film permit the production ever got was to shoot the subway sequence so the rest was filmed without permits cool
3: at mm-hmm. the 80s is a different time let me tell you
4: <laughs> yep uh would you guys think about the very ending like of the movie how did, did you how did you perceive it like i perceived it as just like him kind of uh Dying, I guess. Would you say?
3: Yeah, like, I think it was an overdose. To, like he took like too an much overdose. Of, yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Is too much jizz. Like, too much jizz, Yeah. <laughs> I liked when he was
0: squeezing
4: the shit out of him, though. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah I was like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> I would have actually. I'm surprised they didn't do a sequel to this one, considering me, they have three basket cases.
3: Yeah, but so me too. They actually the basket cases came after this, the two others, and mm. I thought he'd alternate between the two or do something i I feel there's another like this is maybe one that's out for like a remake or a reboot or something because i think it's you can go to really cool places with this and i like the character design of elmer um the voice wasn't great but the character design was really cool
0: i want to say i think this is also like a um, a cover poster that's that everyone's seen and remembers because that's
3: that that's really the only reason it was on my yeah. list it's because i'd recognized that cover poster from probably the vhs when i saw it in the 80s and <laughs> like a, a movie store and then online and that's why you know my list is full of shit like that so yeah i'm happy i watch it i definitely uh, i think it was a fun pick for the week and yeah
4: have you, have you guys seen frankenhooker i did um i I had I did it was a very long time ago though I I that's one definitely that would almost be like a fresh watch if I watched it now.
0: Yeah, it feels like every single one of his movies I've seen is like could be in like just different blocks of the city, like they look well, all the same. They,
3: they kind of are right. They're, I mean, if Dwayne's yeah, showing true. up, it's uh it's kind of a shared universe.
4: Oh yeah, The Dang, guy, universe. So this main actor was on, um, fourteen seasons of uh, General Hospital. So what? he must have been like a pretty big. He must have been a pretty big like soap guy. He was also on uh, Nine Years of Guiding Light, which was like another mm-hmm. soap opera. He was also on The Young and the Restless. So yeah, I guess he's very known for his soap work. Yeah. And he's still actively uh, acting. He...
3: Cool. All right, you want to read it?
4: Read it. Go for yeah. it. All
3: right, I'll go first. I give this one a seven out of ten. I really enjoyed it, and I think I would even watch it again in a few years because it's a fun movie to watch, Uh, hopefully with people, because I think it's one of those films, but if not, I think I would still watch this on my own. It's just, it's a fun time.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go seven and a half out of 10. I had a blast with this one, and it's definitely one I would watch again and recommend to certain people. I mean, I think you definitely have to be into that, you know, 80s cheese style, Um, but yeah, I dug it.
2: Uh, we'll also give this one a seven.
0: Oof, oh i'm going a little bit lower than everybody i'm gonna do about six and a half on this one um i would prefer basket case one two and three over this one and and, and freaking hooker um but yeah like you guys said i think this would be a cool little party movie to watch
4: totally and now i want an like a, a replica of elmer
1: yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> actually
3: uh before we get off uh i know you got to go to work uh, joe but yeah. uh, you got a cool uh, little replica this week, and I'm, you didn't talk about this episode,
4: did you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, I got a replica of uh, Baby Selwyn from ba- from Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. Um, the artist did amazing work. Um, so if you want to check him out, uh, his shop is called Freakland Shop. Uh, he is over in Spain, so it did it. It is going to take some time uh, to get it, but uh, it's totally worth it.
3: Yeah. I, I saw he does a chief wooden head. So I might, I might pick does, that one up. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, I want to, I
4: want to get that one too. I mean, it's a little pricey, but he literally hand makes everything and the quality yeah. is is very nice.
3: Cool. All right. So approved. Yes,
1: yes.
4: definitely. And uh, next week we're doing a 2020, 2021, 2021. release oh, for is our, our basically first one. Um, We got the screener Todd. So uh, it's called psycho Gorman. And we're gonna have an interview with uh, the director who also directed um, The Void, Leprechaun Returns, and also um, the remake of Father's Day. So that'll be a very good interview. I'm excited for that one. Okay, cool.
0: Well, thanks everybody for listening.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Remember, is feeling something sticky
1: in my pants and then finding them covered in blood. And not my blood. Part of my talent, Brian, is to spare you any unpleasantness. Yeah, but when it comes to blood
3: in my underwear, I want to know how it got there.
1: Well, it's no big deal. Nothing to get upset about. Came from that girl at the club. What girl? The girl whose brains I ate. What? The blood came from a girl whose brains I sucked out.